and welcome to season two, episode one. I am so excited um, that we're here. Um, season one ended up in a cliffhanger, but we're not going to focus on her. We're going to focus on season two and what's to come with season two. Uh, lots of K-dramas. We're talking like new, old, older, lots of Korean films, um, lots of entertainment news. Uh, you know, if it's on and popping, just think Rising Moon. <laughs> if you get that reference, like comment on my latest Instagram post or my latest uh, comment down below on the on this video. Um, if <laughs> you get that reference, um, and also guys, we're now a video podcast. I got my together. <laughs> I got my together. We're now on YouTube. You can catch us on YouTube. Just put into your search bar, the name of this podcast, you'll find it. So for those of you who would like to watch the podcast, there's a solution. And for those of you who want to continue to listen to the podcast, it will still be available where you get your podcast. Um, I'm so excited. We're going to have guests this season. Uh, we're going to have uh, people in the studio or joining us remotely. And um, we're going to have some Korean music recommendation, like music I really liked that I listened to this week. Um, and it's going to be a really fun time. Uh, and we're back on every Tuesday. So set your calendar or don't. But we're going to be here every every Tuesday. But I'm very excited to really be back on here. Um, with that being said, pour yourself a drink of choice, whatever your drink of choice is, and let's get this party started. Woo. So guys, this is the after party, meaning you had to have gone to the party first, and then you come to the after party. So I say all this to say, there's spoilers. So if you have not seen the show, then you should not be listening to the after party. But if you have seen the show, then carry on. And if you're the type that's like, I'm never going to watch it, or I'm going to watch it by Don't Mind the Spoilers, carry on. And whichever show it is that you have seen, listen to that one. And the one you haven't seen yet, just skip out on that one. So just a Brief reminder what we do here. It's a half the party. So you got to have watched the show before. Um, now that we've gotten that out of the way, we're going to get right into the first drama of today's episode. And that is Crash Course in Romance. Um, I loved this drama. I had my, you know, mm, but overall, I loved it. Before we get into it, we're going to name all the characters in the drama to make an easy explanation experience for me because I, I, get, I get stuck on saying people's name. I get stuck on saying my first name, so that's why oh, I shortened it to four letters. So we're going to get uh, right into naming them. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, I will put up the pictures of each character just so you can kind of, in case you don't remember the character names, so you can kind of reference. And then for some of you who are listening, I hope you remember the character names. So we're going to get right into it. So we have Nam Hae Song, who is the main character, main female character. We're going to call her main dish. Then we have Cho Chi who is the male main male character and we're gonna call him teacher why because he's a math teacher and his name is chiyo um i'm so proud of myself so we're gonna call him teacher uh we're gonna call namei the daughter of daughter yeah daughter of the main lead we're gonna call her little main dish because you know daughter main little uh <laughs> and then we're gonna call um uh, Nam Jae we're gonna call him uh, main dish brother. We're not really gonna do do more with that. And then the character Kim Young Joo, we're gonna call her main dish best friend. 
Yeah. Um, and then we have Isan Jay, who, um, who is best friends with Nam Hei. So we're going to call him Side Dish. Um, and then with Saganu, one of their friends, one of the little students, we're going to call him Hakadu because he used to be a hockey player. And then we have um, Jang Sajin. Uh, we're going to call her Lawyer Lady. And she's the mom of Side Dish. And then we have Bang Sua. And we're going to call her Hater Girl because she is truly a hater. Um, and then her mom will just go by Hater Girl's mom. Um, and I believe that... Oh, I almost forgot. Uh, we're going to call Ji Dong Yi. We're going to call him Killer Assistant because... Rightfully so. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, we're going to get right into sort of just me talking about my thoughts and opinions about the dramas, the things I like, the things I wish were better, the things I wish were in there or could have been done differently to make this a much better drama. Um, we're going to start off with <laughs> uh, how I even found this drama because Netflix didn't advertise it to me, which is interesting because I have a different profile on Netflix with the purpose of it to watch all my K-dramas. And so this way, they know to recommend me K-dramas. But they didn't recommend it to me. TikTok did. I was on, um, I was like scrolling on TikTok. And um, the video comes up of Lil Main Dish when she was very young. And Main Dish when she was younger. And she was picking up main, Lil Main Dish from school. And all the kids around them are, like, running to their mom, mom, oh, mom, oh, mom, oh, mom. And, of course, Little Main Dish kind of feels, it makes her feel even extra abandoned than standard abandoned. That also makes her feel like she doesn't have a mom. So she asked her, she asked, like, Main Dish if she can call her mom. And I don't know, something about that scene, I was like, I got to watch this drama. So I looked it up. Shout out to the comments on TikTok. And I figure out what the drama was. Went on well, I went on the internet to try and figure out where was showing it. Thankfully, it was on Netflix. And it was only four episodes in at that point uh, when I checked it out. But, um, yeah, I was surprised that Netflix didn't advertise it to me. Even after I started watching it, when I, new episodes would drop, it wouldn't even show up in my continue watching. I would have to... Like, search for it so i don't know netflix and this drama had beef in the beginning or something um but overall it is it is a romantic drama in name um and i thought that was what it was until i watched first episode and i'm like oh <laughs> this drama is not just a romantic comedy it's a thriller a thriller it's a mystery it's suspense and basically involves nosy, overachieving mothers who do anything for their child. I mean, anything for their child. Um, a, a metal ball serial killer. <laughs> um, and middle-aged individuals falling in love. Um, and yeah, that's the drama. <laughs> that's the overall. Like, that's what you're going to get out of that drama. But I think overall, like, everyone involved put on a really good performance. I didn't think anyone was super lacking in their, um, in how they portrayed what they were given. Um, the plot they were given, the character they were given, I enjoyed overall the performance. I would say that, like, watching the male, the main lead character like fall in love, like <laughs> and and like realize that the importance to a like a healthy relationship is just valuing uh, communication and also seeing honestly seeing a middle aged couple is just like a lit, uh, primarily because they just seem so mature. We don't have this like we're breaking up just to break up rope you know we don't have we don't have that they communicate there's not a lot of misunderstandings they talk through things and like when they hooked up the two individuals that hooked up weren't doing the most you know because they were mature being now I'm very actually now that I realize I realize now that um when did Nami song have time to like 
do the do and not be awkward the next day. Because from what I understand, homegirl didn't have no life. She couldn't do the do because everyone thought she was married and had a husband. So I understand him not being awkward, but she not being awkward? Girl, good on you, I guess. I... <laughs> yeah, but overall, I think that, like, I um, I really loved uh, Main Dish. I love that character. She's such a, like, hardworking baddie. <laughs> a hardworking baddie. Um, she, she served devoid her entire life. What a sort of. She did. To her family. And it's what's intriguing is that it didn't make her this, like, mean person because she had to give up a lot. Because just picture this. You're young. You're not, you're on, you worked hard. You worked hard to get on the national handball team. And then life just happens. Your older sister abandons her daughter. Then your mom passes away. So now you're the eldest available, right? You have to take care of not only your brother, who is on the spectrum, but also has, like, a heart condition, primarily that, and also take care of your niece. Yeah. <laughs> if my sister was to drop her kids in front of my doorstep, I would, I mean, I, I wouldn't throw them away, but, like, it would definitely be the beginning of the end of my life. Um, <laughs> like, it, like, I wouldn't be able to do anything I wanted to do because, I would, like, I would obviously take care of my nieces, you know? I Like, I'm a decent human being. So I would obviously take care of my nieces, but it wouldn't be, like, what I would have wanted to do. And it would change all of my goals and the things I had planned in my particular future. And that's basically what happened to her. And she continues to devote herself to the family for years and years to come until when she was now able to, like, actually find love, be in love, and get married. Well, we didn't see the marriage, but they're on track to get married. Um, and so I loved her character. Now, her outfits? Girl. But you know what? <laughs> She quirky, <laughs> so we. I'm just gonna leave it. She kind of reminds me of Huang Zhong. I'm definitely butchering her name, and I sincerely apologize. Um, you, you might know her as the female lead character from Lucky Romance. Um, I almost said Fate to Love You, <laughs> Kill Me, Heal Me. Um, uh, what else? What else? She was pretty. Uh, Full House Take too. <laughs> house take two was really a moment um I, I, yeah anyways I think overall I loved like seeing how the main dish and her family interacted to each other it just felt really healthy her relationship with little little main dish I just loved their interactions or communication style and they they were just had so much un unconditional support from one another and it was very just, it was like, it was nice to see um, there not be so much toxic toxicity in that household. Um, and so I think that was one of probably my favorite parts of this drama was just the parts that were just really sweet and loving. And like, they all, like, she had a main dish, an understanding of, like, education is important, but it's not be it and all, right? Having a healthy school and life balance, it just, it was great overall. Um, and the romance was cute. Like, their moments were cute. I just, I mean, you can't take that away from me. It was cute. It was cute. Um, however, <laughs> well, not however, there was definitely some, I guess, things I didn't love or, like, were like, why did we do this? Or, like, could we have reconsidered some decisions we made? 
we had some moments like that. I think like one of the biggest one was like, as someone who's watched a lot of K-dramas, and I always like, now as I'm older, really honestly when I was young too, um, I gravitate towards like crime mystery, like thriller, revenge drama. Like I love a good comeuppance, a good revenge, a good like, Someone's out here killing people and we got to solve it. You know, watching detectives do their things. So I love a good that. Um, so I I don't know. It felt pretty simple to me. I was able to, like, guess who the killer was, I think, by, like, episode six or seven. Um, and um, I think they did, they did the reveal in, like, episode 15. And it was interesting because they, like, panned up like they, I think he was, I can try to remember, it was in this car trying to basically shoot one of those metal balls at main dish and they panned up and they like revealed the killer's face and it's killer assistant. Shocker. <laughs> like It was the most underwhelming reveal because I think most of everyone that was watching it, I mean, you've figured it out before then. If you didn't figure it out, Yeah. Um, I guess it's not like some people just don't, mm, I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> I, well, I know what I want to say, but like, I'm not really tr- like, I, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, but everyone figured it out. And I, for some reason they thought that like, we really needed that weird reveal when we, it wasn't hard to put two and two together. Um, however, I realized that, like, I can't really, you know, like, take points out for that reveal, primarily because it was a side plot. Big Mouth, the reveal of Big Mouth in the drama Big Mouth was probably the most underwhelming thing that I can remember that I've witnessed in a K-drama in the last six months. How do you F up? the reveal of the main plot of your story. Like, I was so disappointed in who Big Mouse was. It just, it, anyways, I could go down that road again, and I probably shouldn't, so we're not going to. So the underwhelmness of this reveal wasn't necessarily too bad because it wasn't the main plot. And I think that the writer and director, whomever else, probably thought that we just couldn't figure it out (laughs) so so they they might have been proud of themselves I don't know I mean I guess they they do have to officially confirm it you know I just it's just the pan up to his face I was just like girl we've been known we know it's him (laughs) like a doy (laughs) um but I think the uh, another one um Another one that like I don't want to give too much energy to is little um, little main dish mom. Um, how are you going to be a terrible parent? I want to use different words, but I'm cautioning myself. <laughs> be a terrible parent, and then ten ish years later, still be a terrible parent. You abandoned your kid with your younger sister. Go God knows where. No communication at all shows up 10 years. I assume she's probably like, let's say five, six, maybe seven. And she's at least 18, 19 now. So let's just say 10-ish years. 10-ish years of no communication pops up and you still terrible. You're trying to take from your sister. You're trying to take advantage of people that care about your sister. After your sister single-handedly took care of your biological daughter for years with no communication from you, how are you incapable of growing? I did not like that character. And I know they tried to do a little sentimental thing. No, like... No, you had all the time in the world to be better, and you did not. You did not improve. So, no. Main dish brother and her best friend getting together. Huh? Like, hello? What, what's happening here? We just, we're, we're two episodes to the end, 
and we just dropping this in like we have two more episodes and like we just like this is what it is and it's just like a quick development and then they end up like married like together and i just i have some concerns but i don't want to dwell on it because i don't want to like go too deep into it because i could go and we would just be off base but i did not see they when they were in the pota the pota um the tented like restaurant food place there was a lot of things that were done there that made me uncomfortable so uh we're just gonna leave it at that um i think that uh the writers felt a need to bring and partner everyone up and it's entirely okay for people not to end up with people just for the sake of you ending a drama you can end a drama with the appropriate and necessary people partnered because <laughs> I had to pause because why does hater girl get Basically, what they were showing is that she ends up partnered with Hockey Dude. Hockey Dude wasn't necessarily, like, he kind of was the, like, second male lead in between Side Dish and Low Main Dish. Um, because we can't let that trope go. <laughs> like, we didn't have it in the main leads. Um, well, I, yeah, we didn't have it in the main leads. But, like, oh, we'll just do it in the side, like, the co-leads or whatever and gone who was like uh hockey dude was was a decent person um saved um little main dish from falling down the stairs to break whatever fracture die i don't know what would have happened i have no sense of <laughs> impact measurement um like he was friendly he was never an ale defended little main dish became friends with side dish even in the midst of them competing for the same girl um however he did like he was a good person from what was shown and he gets to partnered he gets partnered with hater girl hater girl who all of a sudden became nice to little main dish when two seconds ago literally the night she was kidnapped the night little main dish was kidnapped Hater girl was fantasizing and having delusions about killing those little main dish. So, and she was seeing things like I, she like she was seeing things. She had lost like the whole school competition. All that stuff was like really affecting her. And there's nothing about her getting help, her seeking help, her talking to someone about it. Like, how did she arrive at, like, now she's nice to Lil Main Dish? If anything, I think that her resolution should have been her getting help. <laughs> and, like, getting better from the help she's getting to then be able to really succeed in school, in college, because she's made it through high school, but there's going to be a next one, because when you're in college, guess what's next? Competing for jobs. So if she does not get what she, the issues and the underlying issues that she has, it's going to be there and prevail there even <laughs> later. So I just feel like it's really unfair to hockey dude for him to end up. Like I would have preferred for him to end up with um little main dish girl best friend because like she deserves it. She was a good friend. She didn't have much of a storyline, but she was a good friend. Um and then the other thing is um lawyer lady her wrap up uh, all of a sudden, you know, like she changes she goes to court because of the stealing test and whatever scandal thing with with her son side dish and then she gets fined like eight thousand dollars like around like 
10 million one and now she's like there for her kids she goes on a trip with her older son and she's just a change woman and I'm just like lady you didn't change when you broke your oldest son the man was a recluse had no social like like skills barely well recluse barely left the house and was doing nothing with his life he was just at home locked up in his room you broke your son and seeing and witnessing that you proceeded to continue to move on to your younger son and put just as much pressure on him and that did like you breaking your son did not make you change so i i don't know i feel a little bit like we just wanted to sort of do a quick wrap up here and it's like it just seems out of character that she would have changed over because i'm sure like she got that in her bank like in her sleep um so it just seems a little bit out of character but if that's what the writer wants me to feel girl i ain't gonna i ain't gonna fight you i'm i'm not gonna hold you I will feel exactly that if that's what you want me to feel. And I think that, like, my biggest, like, beef, well, it's not my biggest beef. Um, so Killer Assistant ended up unaliving himself um, at the hospital. So, you know, we know he goes to where Little Main Dish is at and tries to harm her because he overheard Little Main Dish's best friend say she's awake. And... Th- there was a tussle, runs out, Cheecher runs after him, and they're now on the roof of this building, and blah, 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 underlives himself. There was a news little thing, and then everyone moves on like he didn't exist. Huh? <laughs> like, 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 he did not exist. I know it wasn't like that whole storyline was not a main plot, but it feels out of character that Chicher like did not have some like after the fact trauma. Like I'm not, I'm like, I don't want him to, to be so traumatized like he was before where he couldn't sleep because he kept picture and kill assistant sister in his nightmares or dreams or whatever. Or I don't want him to like not be able to hold down food, but like, this is someone that was your number two. Was like you lived and breathed each other. He was there for you. You've worked. You worked him for. It was a big part of your life because work was his life, and just like that, we just. It just seemed like there could have been a little bit more, especially unless you're saying teacher just like changed, but to keeping up with his character it just felt like a little off that they just like is the death was so sudden and then how everyone moved on and basically acted like he just never existed was just like weird um and but at the end of the day i think that we could have had this killer plot or some plot of someone um sort of manipulating chitcher on the back end and not devote so much screen time on the front end. Um, so that way we could have maybe fleshed out Hacker Girl, not Hacker Girl, Hitter Girl, and her story, and fleshed out um, Lawyer Lady and her, like, coming to a change. It would have allowed us to flesh out some of the other character storyline a little bit if we didn't spend it on a plot line that we just wrapped up like really quickly and forgot about. <laughs> um, and so all in all, I would say that um, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, I, I mean, I didn't miss an episode. Like every time an episode dropped, I watched it. So I would recommend it if you're looking for something that's not intense or all over the place. Well, mm, something that's not intense and you just want to have a side of cutesy, a little bit of mystery, and just like everyone ends up happy, then this is your drama to watch and check out. 
And that's it for Crash Course in Romance. And now, drum roll, please. The Rainbow Team is back. <laughs> um, Taxi Driver Season 2. Season 2. Season Wait, my brain can't. I can't. I was trying like to say it in like the number in several languages, but I, I am spent in the brain area. Um, for everyone, if you haven't seen it yet, it's currently airing. Um, and so it's not finished yet. But I've only seen episodes one to four, so that's what we're gonna just give my opinions on today. Um, and as a reminder for those of you. Well, if you're watching this and you have and you don't plan on stick around, well, unless you've watched it, a lot of what I'm saying wouldn't even make sense to you. But Taxi Driver is really like peak my style. They get revenge on criminals who would have otherwise gone away with it or have gone away with a crime they committed. Like peak my style because they're solving things getting revenge giving people come up in that's like i i eat that for breakfast and i don't even eat breakfast <laughs> uh now before we get into like my opinions and thoughts on episode one to four we're gonna talk through the characters and rename them so we're gonna start with the character kim do gi and we're gonna call him so genius taxi driver and the character um, Jang Song Chol, we're going to call him CEO Jang. Um, and the character Anne Goen, we're going to call her Queen Hacker. Uh, and the character Choi Kyung Gu, we're going to call, so he's the lead mechanic slash engineer. We're going to call him Long Hair Gu. And then the character Pak Jian, the other mechanic slash engineer, and we're going to call him Assistant Jin. And last but not least, the character On Ha Jun, a new driver on the Rainbow Team, we're going to call him New B. And with that being said, we're going to get right into it. I am so excited like when I saw the crew back together in the first episode when I did the little mini case that it worked and then you see the other people and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I've waited a year or and some for this because season one aired in 2021 and I think it was like mid, like April. Um, and so it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's being a minute. Uh, I'm, I was so excited. Um, and so there are a few things that, like, I thought. One, I wish that the um, beginning case, like, the really short, like, intro case was more, like, explored as a full case. But who knows? Maybe it's going to come back later in the season and mean something. I don't know. Or it's just, it was just, like, a thing for the intro for them to do a really cool flipping of a prison bus and SWAT scene and show him pumping iron. I don't know <laughs> what the term is. Clearly I didn't watch Physical 100. Um, but maybe that's just what it was. It was just to drive the beginning of the season of the first episode. Um, one thing that we did see was that basically they flash back at till basically towards the end of season one and CEO Jang and the Rainbow Taxi Company gets raided. CEO Jang basically takes, like chooses to take one for the team and he's then released later. Like all the allegations were dismissed but at this time all the, everyone is scattered. He sent them off, told them to just go do, go do their own thing and Kim Dogi, um, taxi driver came back and I was like, why did he come back? Like, they didn't really tell us why, but he back. And I'm like, well, I know that man ain't got no friends. <laughs> he, he don't got no friends. Um, but then I'm just like, what would he do? Because Queen Hacker, it makes sense. She, like, joined the police department, and they have uh, whatever unit that has a skill set that she has that she can, like, give. And then the the engineers, I mean, they're freaking engineers. 
they're companies that can utilize their skills. And then I think, like, what is taxi driver good at? He's good at beating up people and fighting. Um, and I, like, I think it was in some sort of, like, service. I don't know if it was, like, military, army, like, but one of those-esque type thing. But I feel like he might have trauma from that. And as though, like, it was coming from break, and that's kind of, like, how we saw his mother who died, who was killed, um, and he, so, and then he still has a little bit of PTSD from that. So I, like, I'm like, I guess the easy option for him was to be, to go back to the Rainbow Taxi Company and slash the Rainbow Team. Um, and so, but I was curious, maybe, who knows, they might never tell us. And it's just like, yeah, he's back and that's it. That's it. Move on, lady. And I respectfully heard it. Moving on. <laughs> Um, in episode one to four, they solved two cases. So in episode one and two, they solved the Vietnam kidnap group case. And then in episode two, three and four, they did the um, Yong Suri village case. And the Yong Suri village case um, is just like getting revenge on a scammer who goes to villages that's like populated more with elderly people and scams them. And this poor woman, like, put into debt, um, made the person the face of, like, defrauding her fellow neighbors. Um, and it was just, like, terrible to watch. And on top of that, like, she was so afraid of bothering her son that, like, she she was just ready to end it all because she a comment was made that, like, it would be better if she was just dead. Um, and it was sad. It was sad to watch because you you see things on the internet of recent um, of people victimizing elderly people because they might not be up to date on technology. Um, they might be a little trusting because someone is saying fancy words to them and it just sounds like you know what they're doing. Um, and it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. And I think that sometimes we 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 don't realize that, um, yeah, sure, you're not murdering people, but you are murdering people's soul and their desire to live. Um, and then the Vietnam kidnap case, basically, um, they did solve the <laughs> Young Surrey Village case. Um, the resolution here was that they were able to retract all the money, pay off debts and things like that, Um set apart the scamming group and the head of the scammer is now probably still in the mountains <laughs> looking for this treasure that does not exist um and now a prisoner in his own mind and just crazy now and then with the v vietnam kidnap case basically this company ran by koreans <laughs> operated in vietnam do like pretend to be a legal standing company and they like put out posting job posting um and when they hire you you are hired to work abroad basically work in vietnam you fly there they kidnap you and force you and keep you off stage so you can code and build gambling sites slash apps um and this sort of the Rainbow team got involved in this because someone's loving son was kidnapped. And the father wasn't going to let that go. And this, they, they found everything. <laughs> they found the son. They saved him. They saved a bunch of other people as well. Returned the son back to safely to his dad's. Um, and the biggest kicker is that the person that was the head of that operations from what we could see was the police, was the chief of the violent team units at Seoul police station that the father was working with to find his son. The police in this drama so far and shit. Because they were so rude to the father, and the one that dealt with the um, Young Surrey Village case was also so rude to the grandmother. I just was like, can we be polite human beings? Like, can we just practice being polite? <sighs> Anyways, um, 
I would say this. Long hair goo and assistant Jin. Are they okay? Because <laughs> how are you going to get on a plane to Vietnam and just thinking the whole vastness <laughs> of Vietnam that you're just going to find taxi driver? Like, you, you're just going to end up together. I mean, they do. Uh, it was a reach, but they do. But either way, there's such a comedic relief because this drama, like, deals with cases that are heart-wrenching. And having the little comedic relief in the middle just, like, makes it an easier swallow whilst being able to get the, like, impact of the harmful things and terrible things and, like, being able to empathize with the victims on these cases. But then having, like, moments of, like, it's not so dark. Um so they're so funny, and I'm so glad they're getting more screen time now because we're not spending so much time on Persecutor Kang Hana's story. And so I'm happy for that. Like, I'm indifferent to her character not being, to that character not being in the season. Like, I, I don't, didn't skip a beat. <laughs> and I don't think that Queen Hacker gets enough credit, at least maybe, I like, for myself. <laughs> because, like, in the Vietnam kidnap group case, where taxi driver goes to Vietnam alone because at this time it was just officially him and CEO Jang. Um, so Queen Hacker joins the case. They still don't know about Lung Her Goo and Assistant Jin because they just somewhere in Vietnam lost suitcase and all. Um, and immediately it just like made me feel better about him going alone to on this trip because Queen Hacker. She can get him information. She can unlock doors. She can she can stop or change traffic lights. She can like hack into things. She like you need that information for him to then be able to be a one man, one man army. She is key. She is important, and she is a baddie. <laughs> I love her. She's like one of my favorite characters, and I peep. I peep. I peep. Queen Hacker and Taxi Driver, because she's soft on that man. Like, she's really soft on him. And I'm, I'm here for it. I was here for it in season one, because um, I was not here for Kang Hana and Taxi Driver. I just, like, I just wasn't given. But I was here for it, especially in the episode where they, where they work through her trauma with what happened with her sister. Like, yeah, I peeped. And I peep even more now. But y'all don't do too much. Don't, don't, not too much. Let's just keep it subtle. We can keep it there. But let's not do too much. Okay? Let's just ugh, not do too much. <laughs> um, but I love her. She's like my favorite character. I, and we saw the return of Madame Lim. And I just want to say, because we saw the return of Madame Lim, we were blessed with a brief return of the baddie, Wang Tao Ji. Men's was styling, accessorized fully, like a baddie, a baddie. Um, and I think with the resurgence of Madame Lim, I, like, I just love, like I think she was probably one of my, favorite character that got revenge on. She was not a good guy by any means, but I was excited to see her. Um, and I think, this is my guess, I think that Madame Lim was the one that killed the Popo in the Vietnam kidnap case. So basically when the Popo and taxi driver came to a head, a face-off at the top of that building, and Popo was pointing a gun on taxi driver, and I was like, Yo, who you gonna shoot? Because taxi driver is gonna pull up on you, turn that gun around. He has a gun in his hand. You wouldn't even see it coming. But before, <laughs> before taxi driver could do anything, somebody else shot him. And so I strongly feel like the person who shot him was Madame Lim because I can't imagine that she 
sees and knows and becomes aware of Wang Taoji because he used her to move the revenge plan forward and she just gonna go back to her to her little to her area and just not continue to look for him when homegirl hasn't moved on <laughs> nah that's not her so I think that she might have been the one to kill the popo guy and now she knows or um we'll be finding out more information about who really Wang Taoji is. And I I don't know, I feel like she might be really mad because Wang, Wang Taoji and Taxi Driver only have one thing in common, their physical appearance, not even their style, just a physical appearance. But Wang Taoji was a character and they had so much in common, that's why she fell in love with him. So I don't know, this could be bad, but we're gonna talk about Mr. Shin Jae-ha. I aka newbie, I, fresh off the boat from being a killer in Crash Course in Romance, I didn't even plan this at all, it just happened, Um, I really hope that, like, he, he's not on some BS, because so far, he appears to be super nosy, like, nosy AF, up to no good, um, really just doing doing the most like why are you touching looking into like just drive the taxi drop off the taxi go home why like who is that who cares that much about the workplace that they're digging into things that's how you get yourself into things you don't want to be involved in um so i uh, i don't know but i feel like um when we were seeing there was like the scene like, towards the end of episode four, I guess the epilogue or whatever, you overhear, um, some like, someone in a car, and they've taken a picture of taxi driver, and they're, like, confirming to someone, like, found him. And then they took pictures of the other Rainbow team members. And I was like, okay, so now it's, like, there must be more than one, like, the, 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 the enemy person is... Obviously not working with newbie because newbie been found taxi driver. Newbie been found the crew. So like if he had a picture of taxi driver, he been found him. So why would somebody else be confirming that? Unless they're not working on the same team. So it, it boils down to is newbie newbie clearly can't be a part of that team, wherever that person whoever that person works for. So he either has his own agenda and vendetta um, or he just is nosy and he will eventually become a good, like, uh, help or support to the Rainbow Team. Um, or he's, like, he's going to have his own mini revenge, but it's not the big main revenge. And I can only, I'm trying to think about, like, what could be he begin revenge on. And I was like, well, you know, if I were to go left field, we go to season one. Um, I don't remember the episode where we work through Queen Hacker's sister story. Um, that company, the CEO of that company, uh, Udata, I believe, um, he gets blown up. That's the whole thing. You've watched it. And if you haven't, he gets blown up. Um, and maybe that's his son. Maybe Newbie's a son and he's here to get revenge and his dad. I don't know why. Your dad was shitty. Your dad was a terrible person. <laughs> if that was a terrible person, so like, yeah, it sucks because obviously your dad's your dad and you don't want your dad to die. But I think that like you if it is why? If that is his son, I don't even know. There's nothing that has been shown in this drama to connect it to that for me. I'm just like I'm just taking and reaching. I'm, what's that character from Fantastic Four that's like stretchy? That's me. I'm like hella reaching. Um, it'll be funny if that ends up being like actually what it is. So my guess on who the like main enemy is, I have two guesses. Guess number one is it's Madame Lim. And it's interesting because I feel like she would have to, like, have improved a lot more and gotten more stronger and have more connections for it to be her. Um, but, you know, she's been, like, thinking about, about Wang Taoji now for 
oh, for a period of time. So she might have gotten stronger. Who knows? Um, or it's some political something. Because one thing I remember from when in the Vietnam kidnap case, when the Popo guy was running away to the little like abandoned area before the show off or before he was short, before he was shot dead, he was like talking to the phone like I've got the money and I'm just like, and I'm thinking like, is he talking to his accountant? <laughs> he has to be talking to somebody that he reports to. Kind of like how like you can be the head of like, Let's take a marketing team, for example. You have, like, your designers, your writers, your digital people, your print people, your all of this. And then you have, like, let's say it's a, it's a company that, like, interfaces, does business with, like, businesses and does business direct to consumer. So you have, like, a B2B team, a B2C team. And then those people might now roll up to, like, a director of marketing and then roll up to a VP of marketing and then roll up to, like, a chief of marketing. And so he might have been like a director of VP, but he still has that chief of marketing boss. And that might be who he was talking to. And once they caught on that someone was onto the guy, they probably felt like it was better to like kill him than to leave the leave it open where he could get arrested and investigated and somehow kind of give up more information. So I think that there's a lot of mini like Vietnam group case company-esque things. And they have different people that are over operations and all of the money they make there goes to a slush fund for a politician's campaign um, or a conglomerate's, a conglomerate's like chairman's slush fund to bribe politicians so that he can get his way. So I think that that's what it could be. Um, either way, I'm looking forward to watching more episodes, um, looking forward to the cases that they work on, they get revenge on, and the creative and unique characters that Taxi Driver plays, because I love when he goes into character. Um, it's just, like, it's so fun. Um, and there's just something about, like, <laughs> the way he, like, walks slow motion. I don't know how to do it. And I'm just like, do we need to really be slow motion all the time? But it's the vibe, and I'm not going to knock I'm not going to knock the vibe, you know? I'm going to let him have the vibe. It's working. Because I find Taxi Driver sexy. <laughs> There's just something about a human being who can fight and protect himself. Because I can't. <laughs> I don't got no strength at all. <laughs> I can barely lift things I should be able to lift. Um, that's actually... It's quite sad, um, but yeah, I'm excited and I can't wait. And I'm as we watch, as I watch more of this, I know I'm gonna start getting more clues, and I could be completely wrong in my like guesstimate of who this main enemy is. There could just not be there has to be a main enemy, but it could be someone like completely off. It could be CEO Jen. That would be, that would be odd because why would yeah that'll make that'll make no sense <laughs> it, it can't be ceo jang but yeah i think i'm very 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 um excited to continue watching the season um and now with that being said let's talk about upcoming k-dramas in april so k-dramas that will be airing in april that are on my watch list so there's only two. Um, there's more dramas airing in April. They just are not on my watch list. Um, and I'm so excited for this one. The Jang Jang couple are back. Jang Nara, Jang Hyuk coming back to us with a comedy spy drama called Family that will air on April 17 on TVN. Um, they don't have an official, like, where it would be streaming, but we'll figure that out closer. I know some of y'all, you know, if you don't watch it on streaming site, you catch it on the, one of those, like, will I or will I not get a virus today sites. Uh, <laughs> um, well, basically, it's a, it's a drama about an NIS black agent who is undercover, who lives undercover as, like, an ordinary office worker, and his sweet but fierce wife who dreams of having a dream family. I am so excited. I've never been excited for a drama because I love those two 
actors and actresses primarily because like I'm very much like a loyal type person I'm loyal to people that have like being with me for a period of time and I have nostalgia effect when I think about certain actors and actresses um there's a certain level of comfort that I have when I watch their stuff like when I know they're gonna be in something just think if you go to a party and there are two lines and a line has someone you know and the line has someone you don't know you're going to naturally gravitate towards someone you don't know. And then, and if you go to a party and there's no one you know there, then you're going to fake it till you make it. Sometime you make it and you, like, are able to make friends and you like it here. And then they become your someone you know in the future. Or there are times you just, like, oh, like, I'm uncomfortable. This is awkward. I don't know anyone. I'm not really vibing with anyone. I'm just going to go home and go to bed. There are also instances like that. <laughs> um, and so they, they are my comfort zone. And I love them. So I'm so excited for that. And then the next driver, the next driver drama is Queenmaker, also known as W, the city of women who never die. Um, I love a drama about baddies, <laughs> like powerful baddies. Um, this is a political drama that revolves around two powerful women with different opinions but work together to achieve the same end goal. I love that. This is straight out of Wiki. Um, and so hopefully it is true that they do work together because there's nothing that I love more than powerful women who are not in competition against each other or working against each other, but are working together. I live for that. I love that. I want that. Um, and so this is going to air on April 14th. You can watch this on Netflix. It's going to be 12 episodes. And it stars Kim A. Kim E. A. Oh, my gosh. And Moon Sori. And I'm looking forward to watching that. With that being said... There are other dramas that are going to be airing in April. I have one more slot to fit something in. So if there's a drama that you all as a collective are going to be watching and you want me to watch it along with you so I can talk about it here, um, comment down below that drama or like comment on my most recent Instagram post um, and the one that has the most like recommendation like the drama that's recommended the most I will plug that into the third spot for the upcoming April drama and now we have the Korean music recommendation of the week um I've been listening to this song non-stop all week it's a vibe um it is a mirage by Amin um and it's on spotify i don't know much about apple but i'm sure it's gotta be on apple and i love that song like i just it's just i this morning i listened to it <laughs> it's it's just a vibe um and obviously music is based off of taste so you might not like it but this is what i've been enjoying this week and so i'm sharing that with you and we'll let that play us out the rest of this episode um and next week you can expect we're gonna um, to come back here. We're gonna talk about Taxi Driver Five to Eight, the new drama Agency. It's not new; it's finished. But Agency One to Two, and then this is a new one that actually started airing on like the March 11th, and it's Pandora Beneath the Paradise One and Two. This one is a little bit tricky. Um, we'll see if. I drop it later on <laughs> because the it reminds me like the vibe of the poster like reminds me gives me penthouse vibes and I could like I could not get through penthouse one and there was no way I was touching two or three um and so if it is if it gives too much penthouse I might not finish it um but we'll see I'm going in there with like the best mindset overall so yeah, tune in next week. This is what we're going to be discussing uh, in next week's episode. Thank you. Thanks, friends, for coming to today's after party. I had fun. I hope you had fun. Um, and remember, 
Your invitation to this after party podcast never expires. So bring your ass over here next week, Tuesday, so that we can talk about the other dramas. And in the meantime, while we wait for our next episode to drop, you can connect with me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Duramani, that's D-E-U-R-A-M-A-U-N-N-I-E. And you don't have to go home, but you got to get out of here. And young, bye everyone. <laughs>